Oh, thank you. Hey, everyone. Before we get this episode started, also, <laughs> I wanted to sound like a YouTuber. That's why I started off with, hey, everyone, like, subscribe below. You know how YouTubers are. Okay, but before we get started, I want you to know we are going extra big with the all-star season of Vulnerability Time podcast. So, guess what? We got video podcast. So, click in the episode description below if you wish to watch the video of the podcast as well. It'll be a YouTube link, so you can go ahead and get it going and get watching it. Make sure to follow, like, subscribe below. (laughs) Such a YouTuber, right? Anyways, folks, enjoy the episode. another bonus episode of Vulnerability Time. I am your host and published author, Josias Abril, or Abriel, whichever one sounds cooler. Um, spelled the same, it has the same meaning, same meaning. Okay, but um, so today's episode, folks, well, I'll, I, it'll be coming from a personal experience. Um, it'll be my personal journey with trauma just a little bit. Um, It's what, and I guess I'm going to title the episode this, you know, what trauma has taught me, you know, and this will be through my lens, my experiences. Um, I'm not saying that this is everyone's experience. However, you know, I'm sure a lot of people, and I know for a fact, um, based off research and stuff like that, that a lot of people will be able to relate to what I'm saying. But I do want to mention, um, before I do start that, you know, um, I am still speaking for myself. As much as I want to be a voice for others in this very moment, um, I don't want to say the wrong thing um, because there are some realities that can be applied to many people. And then there's also some realities that cannot be applied to many people. And I don't want anyone and myself to, you know, um, um, have this generalization over someone because we might based off that generalization we might end up doing or saying the wrong things to someone that might actually end up hurting them even though we mean to help um because i guess this is another thing that i learned from trauma i guess we'll start here is that you know i learned that sometimes helpful can be harmful and what that means is basically um, here, I'll give an example of what happened to me and that I've done to others as well, not knowing, you know, the, the full picture. Let's say um, someone's going through something and like we give them advice, um, but that's not what they need in that moment. Whether that advice is helpful or not, though in our heart we mean it to be helpful, um, it might not be helpful or it might not be what the person is needing in that moment. So it's kind of like, um, let me go ahead and personalize this. Let me use my I statements. You know, looking back on people that genuinely were trying to help me and gave me advice, you know, that is not what I needed in that moment. And I didn't realize that then. I was wondering, I was like, why is their advice hurting me when I know they mean well? Two things can be true at once. This person can be hurting you 
as well as trying to help you. That can both be true as at once. And it can also be true that they don't know that they're hurting you because in their eyes, they're being wise in their eyes in that moment because they want to be the hero for you. Um, they want it to be the hero for me. Um, and I kind of like to use this analogy. Um, for example, if, uh, let's see. If I'm sick with COVID, you know, putting an arm cast or an arm brace on me is not going to help me, is it? Now, um, arm braces or arm casts, they are helpful um, when someone breaks their arm. You know, they're not going to be helpful in another sickness. Um, so, Yes, you're trying to help, but if you really want to help, ask me what I need. Ask me what I need in that moment. You're trying to give me an arm cast, but I don't need an arm cast. What if I'm sick with COVID? You know, I need a shot. I need a, a, a Tylenol. You know, I need a um, shit. What, I, you know, I need some some throat medicine, you know, I need some hot cup of tea, I don't know, y'all know, um, whatever it is, I don't need an arm cast. And so that's one of the things that trauma has taught me. It's when I talk to someone, you know, um, how about this? Trauma has taught me this, that when someone is going through something and they're telling me, about it um, and I feel that guilt or that pressure to have to do something or have the problem solved for them whether I really care about them or I'm just uncomfortable in that moment and care about them you know because you know we, we at least in this society at least I've been taught um, is oh just stay positive you know the toxic positivity thingy um, then again, that's also another thing that, you know, in some situations that is necessary, but that's not all situations. So what I learned is to genuinely just ask the person, what do you need from me in this moment? Um, they could say, I just need a friend. I just need a person to listen. Or they could say, I just need advice. Or I just need to talk about something randomly different. You know, and if someone says they don't know, that's when I learned, okay, um, may I offer you advice? Now, majority of the time, I don't I don't know the words to say. I, I, I know to listen, but I don't know the words to say. So I'm probably not gonna ask, can I offer you advice? I'm probably not gonna ask that. But um, hypothetically speaking, you know, that is a way to, okay, if you don't know, well, let's try to figure out together. Um, you know, can I offer you advice? Can I be a listening ear for you? You know, something like that. Um, but yeah, going through trauma, I obviously had to talk about situations and go through shit. I still go through, you know, depression and stuff like that. Um, and I'm very grateful that I'm able to recognize not just for myself, but towards others as well. If like I really want to be a help to someone, it is to ask them what they need in that moment. Like what is the help that they need? Because I don't want to 
you know, if someone's, you know, uh, dying and, and, you know, uh, needs to go to an ICU, I don't, I don't want to give them a Band-Aid if they need to go to an ICU because they can't breathe. I don't want to give them a Band-Aid. Yes, Band-Aids are helpful. And in my experience, Band-Aids have been helpful and I've seen Band-Aids be helpful, but that's not the help that that person needs in that moment, which can translate to that helpful being harmful. Like, you're giving this person who cannot breathe in the ICU, that's harming them because we're taking the, we're giving them something that they don't need and that can ultimately make things worse, um, whether we mean to or not, you know? So that's something that I learned to be aware of. Um, also, trauma has taught me a lot of pros. However, I'm currently um, healing from the cons of trauma as well. Um, that is a reality that I am able to recognize things. I am able to be more empathetic towards people. Whoops, sorry y'all, that was... Google, it popped up on me. Let me restate that statement one second. Google's probably gonna do that throughout this because I'm not on a one-on-one -on -one chat with somebody. But um, let's, let me restate that statement. So trauma has taught me a lot of pros. Um, however, I am currently healing um, from the cons of trauma as well. And I have healed from the cons of trauma as well. It's a process. I tend to heal in layers. Um, but I learned a lot of pros. I learned to be empathetic. I learned that um, how important it is to read between the lines and to listen to the words that are not being said. And I don't think I would have even been able to do that had I not been through, you know, trauma and learned from it. I learned that it is better to heal than to just stay stuck. Now, both hurt, but I rather heal with purpose, with the hope and the certainty that guess what things do get better than to just hurt and just stay stuck and present. Um, because I have done that before in the past. Um, way back in the past and it, it's, it turned out to hurt me and unintentionally hurt others. So I'm so glad that like at the age of 15 I started my healing journey because before then I would unintentionally and intentionally hurt others because I was a completely different person. Once again, I was a traumatized person, you know, and that's the thing. It's like Yes, it's understandable how we reacted and treated other people when we were a traumatized child. You know, that is so understandable. However, it still does not negate the fact that we still have caused harm to another individual. And I learned from trauma that I need to apologize. I am still responsible for actions that I have done even though I didn't know or didn't mean to and there's a time and a place to have that you know understanding um as well as responsibility so now that I'm in a place now you know where I'm not that 
um, child that I was, I was able to apologize to people and realize how healing it is for myself, but more importantly, the other person who I had hurt. Um, I'm sure some people watching this or listening now um, have been hurt by me and I have made my apologies. Um, and I do know apologies don't necessarily take away um, all the pain that has been done, but I feel like the person who has been hurt, they are the priority. You know, the people that have hurt me, I'm the priority because I was the one that was hurt. But for the people that I have hurt, they are the priorities. The person that is hurt is always the first priority, first. You know, you know, if we're going to heal situations, um, we do have to heal all situations the best that we can. So that's something that trauma has taught me is to genuinely apologize. You know, if I have hurt someone, whether I meant to or not, I have to apologize because it's not just about my healing. You know, there's an other, there's another human being that is um, a part of this as well. And they are just as worthy of the healing as I am. Um, so, moving on. Um, let's see. Oh, I learned that not every sickness can be seen. That... <laughs> That is a thing. Not every sickness can be seen. Hmm. Seems like the ones that are seen, I have observed society being more compassionate and caring towards those type of sicknesses because they are seen, but for the sicknesses and the diseases that aren't seen, um, there's definitely a lot of misinformation out there. There's a lot of stigma. There's a lot of invalidation out there. Um, so trauma has taught me that not every sickness can be seen. And the reality is I had to be in the position to have the unseen sickness for me to really understand and get this statement that my higher power and Holy Spirit and the universe and God and Jesus told me about, you know, um, is that not every sickness can be seen and that if I don't understand something, the best thing that I can do, the closest thing that I can get to understanding is to listen to the person who has experienced, you know. Um, but in this case, you know, I, 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 y'all know I suffer from mental illness, so I definitely have an unseen sickness. Um, yeah, and y'all know I lost my train of thought. I definitely lost my train of thought right now. But um, yeah, not every sickness can be seen. And that's something that I learned, you know, cause a lot of people, oh yeah, here's, here's what I was gonna say. A lot of people tell me I don't look like nor act like what I've been through, you know? And that is a cool thing. That's a blessing, you know? Um, 
the reason I say it's a blessing is because I'm genuinely just, that's genuinely just me. It's not me just trying to fake it, you know, which I have done in the past. And I do do still, it's just very, 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 it's very rare. It's only around people that I don't trust necessarily. Um, that's not meaning that they're a bad person. It's just saying it takes time for me to trust people. Um, but like if I feel comfortable, for example, like 99.9% .9 of women, I feel comfortable around. Like I will be able to be myself, the good, the quote unquote bad and the in between. Um, I can be broken. I can be beautiful. You know, I am able to do that. It depends on what environment, but um, yeah. And I would say like, now on my healing journey, I would say like 50 to 55% of males, just right off the bat, I'm able to genuinely be my authentic self right off the bat. But the other 45%, you know, I have to feel them out. You know, I can't just outright be myself um, uh, as a protection mechanism. But it has grown from uh, 0% to 1% to 55%. Uh, Actually, I'm going to say 60%. Yeah, 60% of, yeah, that's more accurate. 60%. Six zero percent of males, I'm able to right off the bat be myself. Just regardless, I'm just able to be me. Um, oh, someone's at the door. I know y'all heard that doorbell, right? I don't know if y'all heard that. I'm not going to get it though. Um, we're in vulnerability time right now. Um, if it's an Amazon package, uh, they can wait that package right outside that door so that I can walk outside that door and look at the Amazon package. Y'all know that that is very satisfying. Y'all know damn well, seeing an Amazon package is very satisfying. However, it's not an Amazon package because I don't got Amazon package money right now. Um, <clears throat> okay, another thing I learned for trauma is give yourself space to hurt. Give others space to hurt. You gotta, in life, how the body works, how the nervous system works, how the brain works, um, we have to feel in order to heal. We have to. I'm saying psychologically, biologically, this is research. I got the credentials to prove it. Folks, we have to heal in order. I mean, we have to feel in order to heal. I Yes, and it's uncomfortable. We want to, and even I want to just rush things and not want to, you know, feel these things. And I just want to just jump instantly to gratitude and, oh, I'm grateful for this. You know, two things can be true at once. I can be thankful and have gratitude while also going through shit and I would say hurt, it's kind of like, I like to use this analogy of milk. Um, hurt is like milk. 
in a way. It's gonna make sense with this analogy. Stick with me and this analogy is going to bless you. So milk is good for a certain amount of time and then it has an expiration date. And that expiration date, you know, we can probably drink the milk a day or two after the expiration date, still probably not gonna be the best thing for us, but like if you drink that milk two, three weeks after its expiration date, it's going to harm you. It's gonna make you sick. You know, hurt has an expiration date. However, hurt also has its set purpose and its intended purpose to help us. Folks, we have to hurt in order to heal. We have to. You know, and everybody's expiration date on their hurting looks different. Some people, it looks like a week and then hurting no longer serves them. That's when we tend to get, you know, stuck on the quote unquote past. You know what I mean? Or this is not saying that this, I'm not saying that this is everyone's reality, but this is a reality for a lot of situations that, you know, maybe we gotta hurt for two years straight and then it has its expiration date. But when we drink that milk in its set purpose time, it's beneficial for us. But after that, after those two, three years, that when that expiration comes to whatever situation that is, that's when it's gonna start harming us. But I know within our society, we want to rush out all the hurt. We want to get over things. That is dangerous. We have to grow through things and we have to go through things so that it doesn't come back up in the past. I mean, not in the past. So it doesn't come back up in the future to bite us in the ass because it will do that. So we have to hurt. We got, we got, we have to, we have to hurt. Oh, let's see. Oh, another thing that I learned from trauma is that sometimes my, sometimes, <laughs> sometimes my heart breaks so beautifully all to have it be built back better together. All to be back loved together. Because of trauma, I was able to receive so much fucking love and healing that I never thought I could ever receive if I was just stuck. But because I was healing, I was able to be loved. I was able to receive it. As hard as it was at first, I was able to receive love eventually, you know? Um, and that love came from others and myself. Both are important. <laughs> Both are important. It's what I learned from my trauma. Um, another thing is I learned, try not to throw rocks or stones and then hide your hands. Um, what we do does affect and impact others. Um, everything has, a lot of things have consequences, both good and bad. You know, um, it is helpful and healing for us to um, take responsibility for both the good and the bad. Um, it's not arrogant to pat yourself on the back, folks. You gotta give yourself some credit, especially if there's no one else around you verbally giving you credit. I mean, they may, they may think of you as, as so much credit, but 
you know how it is. Not everyone will just tell everyone right then and there. Um, but it doesn't mean that they aren't thinking it. But we got to give ourselves credit, even for the good. We got to give ourselves credit. We, somebody's got to be openly, verbally proud of us consistently. You know, there's a difference between, you know, um, loving and caring for yourself, um, being confident, and then also being arrogant. There is a difference. Um, uh, let's see. Hmm. I also learned that ignorance isn't always malice. I'm not going to go too far on this because I know this topic can be so broad, but I want to like um, quickly get through the other list. I mean, other things that I have on this list. So ignorance isn't always malice. So um, folks, have grace on yourself. Um, take that statement as whatever you need it to for your life right now. What, However applicable applicable that is it could be racism it could be discrimination let's just say it you know if you're struggling with racism or discrimination you know um the fact that one the fact that you're able to recognize it is huge that is amazing give yourself a pat on the back um and also realize that you know just because you're not aware of something doesn't mean that that is necessarily malice you know, so folks have grace on yourselves, you know, just continue to heal, to grow, to be aware. Nothing happens overnight. Nothing happens overnight. And if it does happen overnight, I will come visit you and ask you why you were lying. Because <laughs> I was just like, mm, that doesn't really happen overnight. And if you think it happened overnight, oh, it'll come back in 10 years. So we gotta, we gotta, we gotta slowly, we gotta, we gotta slowly grow, folks. We gotta heal. We gotta feel to heal. We gotta be aware. We gotta hold ourselves accountable. We gotta hold situations accountable. We gotta hold others accountable. We gotta hold the good things accountable as well, folks. Give yourselves and others credit um, for the good that they have done to you. Just after this episode, literally just go and tell someone thank you. for. It can be the smallest thing. Just tell them thank you. You know, we know you mean it, but there's power in words. There is life in words. So let's do that. Okay, I learned from trauma, I learned that a lot of my demons don't need defeating. They need loving back into angels. Every demon used to be an angel. What trauma has taught me is that the demons that I was facing growing up in my healing journey, those demons, they didn't need defeating. They just needed to be loved back into angels. They needed a hug. They didn't need a hammer. They didn't need that. Some demons needed it. Some demons, they needed to get the fuck out of my life, okay? But there are some demons that needed to be loved back into angels. They were just broken and they needed to be loved back together. And you know one of the biggest demons was in my life? My inner child. Me as a child was my biggest demon that actually just needed to be loved back into the innocent angel that it was when it was born. So, 
I realized I was like, I'm being way too fucking hard on myself. And I was like, maybe I really need to just love all the parts of me. All. So, sometimes folks, your demons just need to be loved back into angels. You know, maybe those demons are really just angels that have just been taught by trauma that they are demons and that's all they'll ever be. But really, they're just angels. And life has taught those angels something different. So, folks, let us love our inner child. Let us love our demons back into angels. Because that's what they truly are deep down. They just need a little bit of guidance once again. And you can be that angel or just that human to go hug your inner child that looks like a demon and just love and hold that inner child. Hug him or her or non-binary. Hold them love them they're begging for you they just don't know how to how to cry for help in the way that we can understand it love your inner child they are not a demon you watching this are not a demon you just need to be loved right back into an angel that you already are um and when it comes to humans angels are not perfect something I also learned um, oh this one might make me cry we love tears here folks we gotta feel the hill something that I learned from trauma is that um, speaking of inner child is that it can be so hard to let go what won't let go of you gonna go ahead and drop the golden jewel ruby mic because y'all know I gotta be bougie I'm just gonna go ahead and do a mic drop there and this doesn't even have to just mean the inner child so I'll just say this in general it can be hard to let go of won't of what won't let go of you in my case this is my it's my it was it was a lot of things um, from inner child. Um, a lot of things that I did not confront, a lot of things that weren't dealt with, a lot of things that weren't healed, a lot of things that weren't ready to be healed just yet. There is a time and a place for healing. There is a time and a place for healing. There is a time and a place to hurt. You know, that hurt is a precursor to that healing, folks. We got to hurt. We gotta give ourselves space to hurt. Um. Oh, something I also mentioned. Okay, so this is also something I also wrote. Um, and I'm gonna end the episode on this. Now, there's gonna be a part two to this episode because there's a bunch of. Uh, oh gosh, there's probably gonna be a third part to this episode of things um, that I listed down that. Holy Spirit, Jesus, God, my higher power, and the universe, and just the vibrations, and the guardians, and the guardian angels, 
um, gave me, there's a plethora of notes that I've taken of what they had just downloaded into my head. Um, now, I wish they would download some money into my bank account, but you know, I, I'm, I'm just, I'm, I'm, let me be quiet. Let me just be humble <laughs> with what I got right now. Because trust me, I could use some billions of dollars in my bank account so that I can help people and just have that security. Oh, that's also, oh, we're going to get into that in another episode of how capitalism affects mental health. But um, something I learned is from trauma, and I'm going to be done with the episode, is, and I wrote this down, your body is what society wants, but your soul and heart is what they need. I'm just gonna end the episode on that. I'm not even gonna expand on that because I feel like that is going to hit the right ears at the right time. So if you needed to hear it, fabulous. If not, you might need to hear it in five years from now. If not, great. Somebody might need to hear it. Whatever that means to you. You know, I'll, you know, how about, I'll go a little bit on this to see what this means to me. Um, society, when I was writing this down, I was thinking of like all the men that just see me as an object and just want to sleep with me and that's it. They just want one thing from me. That's what they want. But what they need is love, care. Um, and those are things that I can and have and do give. You know, um, but yeah, if they want my body, I'm, I'm, I can't give, I just can't give it to them. I can't, I can't do that anymore. I can't, I, I just cannot. So, um, it also humbles me because there's a lot of guys that I'm like, oh my God, girl, he is so fine. What? Now, my best friend, shout out to Alex, made me. Um, helped me to realize that I was also objectifying guys when I would look at them like that. I'm like, oh, bitch. Oh my gosh. I was the very thing that I hated. So my higher powers, they told me, um, they taught me that through that statement, your body is what society wants, but your soul and heart is what they need, is that people... Let me personalize it. These men are more than just fine beings. They are more than that. They have a heart. They have a soul. And it wasn't until I started to really realize that, once I was able to really realize that, that's when a great man came into my life. Romantically. You know? So... Man, folks, really connecting with my higher power really helps just shift my energies and my vibrations. And we love that. We love that. Shout out to my higher powers. Shout out to Jesus, Holy Spirit, God, um, the universe, my guardian angels, the guardians, everyone um, who's in the afterlife rooting for me. Um, shout out to y'all. Y'all could do a little bit better, but you know what? Let me stop being petty. Uh, 
Um, also, ooh, last thing, last thing, I swear, I swear. Last thing that I, trauma's taught me, and, I, and I'm gonna end it on this, and I'm gonna talk about it in part two, whenever the fuck part two is gonna be. There's a difference between peace and quiet. Peace versus quiet. Mmm. Peace versus quiet. Peace versus quiet. Two different things, and I'm gonna leave it there. Thank you for tuning in to Vulnerability Time. Tune in to whatever the fuck episode will be happening next. I don't fucking know. But I guess we'll find out, won't we? 